The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician trained in Britain. I'm retired from medical practice, and I'm now an activist for family caregiving which explains the name of the show, Family Caregivers Unite. Today's episode is about Homewatch Caregivers University and the way in which the training of professional caregivers links with the needs of family caregivers. What I've learned from guests in previous episodes of Family Caregivers Unite um, has taught me a lot about the training-related challenges for family caregivers. Here are some of the things they've told me, some of the things they've said. Again and again, they describe how unprepared they were for the challenges that family caregiving presented them with. They explain they had no prior training and too little understanding of what they faced and would increasingly face in the way of health, social, and financial challenges. They find themselves doing things for their loved ones that only a qualified healthcare professional would normally do. And yet, they rise to the challenge, the challenges again and again. And then, as they travel the road of family caregiving, they turn around to offer a helping hand to those just starting down the road. But they say they don't always receive sufficient understanding of the challenges they face. So, so to explore the way in which training of professionals links with the needs of family caregivers, we have two guests, Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. Both are connected with Home Watch Caregivers University. Now, first I'm going to introduce Leanne. Leanne is president of Home Watch Caregivers. She was appointed president in 2006, since when she's doubled the organization in size. She guides its strategic direction. She manages the leadership team, and she fosters the overall company culture. Prior to becoming president, she owned and operated her own Homewatch Caregivers franchise in Portland, Oregon, which opened in the summer of 2003. Working in this business gave her a real understanding of and compassion for the day-to-day lives of franchise partners, and this fueled her passion for creating a support-focused franchising operation. Prior to 2003, she worked for several large technology companies such as Hewlett-Packard and EDS. She held a BS of Business Administration from the University of Colorado, and she says she enjoys her family time in a household of men with her husband, three sons, and their dog, Herman. 
Our other guest is Colleen Krebs. Colleen hails from Aurora, Colorado. She's the team lead for HomeWatch Caregivers Pathways to Memory program. This is a targeted memory-enhancing program designed to stimulate and enhance cognitive abilities for persons with Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and other memory-challenging illnesses. She's been with HomeWatch Caregivers for little more than a year, and in that time, she's taken over 40 classes from HomeWatch Caregivers University, all with specific focus on the company's Pathways to Memory program. And during the course of this, she's earned a wealth of continuing education credits. She was recently honored by HomeWatch Caregivers as its Caregiver of the Year, and she's currently working towards a degree as a certified nursing assistant. Welcome to the show, Leanne and Colleen. Thank, Thank you for having us. Good to have you. Now, I'm going to start with Leanne, please. And I want you to tell us a bit more about your professional career background and how you, were, you personally are involved with HomeWatch Caregivers University. Leanne? Uh, certainly. Well, you know, um, my background is, you know, um, as you indicated, Dr. Gordon, I came on as the president of HomeWatch Caregivers in 2006. But prior to that, I ran my own HomeWatch Caregivers location in Portland, Oregon, for a little over three years. So, you know, I certainly worked with a lot of families that were needing care for their loved ones. <clears throat> And one of the things that I love about HomeWatch Caregivers is that my dad, when he started the company back in 1980, he certainly recognized that the ongoing training and education of caregivers was very critical, uh, certainly for us to make sure that we provided uh, trained and compassionate caregivers to families who were seeking care. I was very fortunate to be able to take over the company and expand his vision and really launch what we call now our HomeWatch Caregivers University platform, which is really a platform of, of a, a series of over 2,000 hours of um, training and education that's professionally developed, and it's really designed to be delivered to our professional caregivers, but we feel uh, family caregivers are really important and need the same training and education as you've indicated so there is a series of uh, classes and so forth that um, are designed for family caregivers and some information that our own caregivers can take out to families. Right. Colleen, I want to tell you to tell us more, please, about your professional work and about your experience with the university. Well, um, I was laid off from my job in 2008, and I've always wanted to do something in helping people, um, but I didn't have the opportunity. I was doing customer service, and I thought, I, in looking for a job, I was looking for a job for over a year, and I had a friend who suggested that I try HomeWatch, and my, the only experience I had was my own personal caregiving for family members. I went and was welcomed with open arms, and I've very much enjoyed. Uh, in our office, we also, I was kind of the pioneer for using the university 
And once I got started with classes, the more classes I took, the more I enjoyed. I, I felt like I was a sponge. I wanted to know more and more to, make, to understand what's going on with my clients and to help me better service the clients. Yeah. So it sounds to me as though you found your, your life, your métier, didn't you? Yes. I, I'm a firm believer everything happens for a reason, and at the time I lost my job, I was, uh, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Leanne, do you have any personal experience with family caregiving? Um, I do, you know, certainly um, on occasion I have cared for my parents, but probably most of my experience is really dealing with folks who are family caregivers. Uh, when I ran my uh, company in Portland, you know, I certainly um, uh, interacted with a lot of sons and daughters who were uh, providing the primary care for their family members. Uh, you know, so I worked a lot with them, and I think they've really reiterated some of the things that you've stated, Dr. Gordon, you know, is that these folks are kind of starved for information. Um, you know, when a loved one is recovering or they come home from a surgery, um, you know, they don't know how to transfer someone from a wheelchair to a toilet safely. Um, you know, how to, uh, you know, make sure they, they do, how can help dress somebody who's dependent. So I have dealt with a lot of family members that are providing the primary care. Well, we came in on a, an occasional basis for respite. But, um, you know, certainly there are a lot of people that just need information. They don't um, know uh, the best way to do things, and, you know, we can help educate them. That's probably what we want to do. Colleen, this is going to have to be a short one because we're going to run into the break. But I want to know more about your own experience with family caregiving and how you, a little bit more about what caused you to be involved with Homewatch Caregivers. Well, my father had uh, esophageal cancer, and as a family, we decided to do hospice at home. And I have uh, siblings, and we started, when things progressed, to take turns staying with my mother to help. And that was my very first experience. And then I, after my dad passed away, his sister was homebound, and she had just one child, and her child ended up getting pregnant and having twins, so... I wanted to lessen her load and help her because she was doing all the caregiving for her mother. So my husband and I started doing grocery shopping and cleaning and errands for my homebound aunt. A bit more about how you came to know about Homewatch Caregivers and what really led you to make the choice to go with the programs and the training. I had a friend who had um, known one of the owners of, of a franchise, and she suggested that I go talk to Leanne. I, I mean, sorry, <laughs> go talk to uh, Laura. And I did that, and I, I just liked the atmosphere when I came in. I felt comfortable. I, I feel like I've always needed My husband says I've always been a caregiver. It's finally nice that somebody else has noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, I hope that um, this program is going to be useful to you in getting more notice. Now, 
Um, I'm going to just summarize a little bit, and then we'll go into the break, and then we're going to continue probing into this connection between family caregivers on the one hand and their needs and the way in which professional caregivers like you, Colleen, and like you, Leanne, in the way that you've, you've operated um, can actually link together. So it, it is time for us to take a short break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned. We definitely will be back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Answers for the Family is a program designed to assist both parents and adolescent service professionals in finding help and resources for children and clients. If you're facing a family crisis with your child, you need to listen to this program. Host Alan Cardoza has over 30 years' experience working with at-risk youth. The program will answer many of your questions about everyday concerns of parents and teens, plus specialized schools and treatment programs that help. Answers for the Family airs live Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Help. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. Our topic is Homewatch Caregivers University and Family Caregiving. Now, I want to talk more about the work of Homewatch Caregivers University. And so, Colleen, I'm going to ask you first, tell us more about the courses of study you followed at the university. Well, the very first course I took was a... a oh, I'm drawing a blank over it. very first was a first aid course. Yeah. Um, and then I started taking classes that applied to the clients that I had. I have a client that has Alzheimer's, so that sparked my interest. So I started taking more of all of the classes.
classes that I could find that dealt with Alzheimer's, which also sparked my interest to get into the program for the memory care. Right. Now, I'm going to ask Leanne to tell us more about the types of programs that are offered by the university. In other words, give us a bigger picture of the sorts of things that the university offers. Well, kind of, uh, um, there's three areas, you know, when we look at the programs that are offered. You know, certainly there is um, a big skill area, you know, teaching somebody um, around, you know, how to position, position pain, pain, uh, excuse me, position patients, how to um, make sure that you can dress them if they're dependent, how do you make a bed with somebody in there, how do you bathe somebody um, who is, uh, you know, having difficulties, how do you help them with their personal grooming, um, for example, but also making sure that their dignity remains intact. So, you know, really a lot of skills, um, and uh, a lot of these skills um, are also tested for competency. That's a, a big important component as far as our university is making sure that those skills are kind of mastered with a test after the completion of the course. Um, but there is also a series of, of courses, as Colleen indicated, on like, you know, really working with clients or if you're working with your family, you know, how do you um, uh, create a family team? What is your backup plan? Um, how do you manage, uh, you know, complaining and other types of behaviors? Um, how do you continue to treat your clients with dignity and respect? And then, you know, there is a, another program. You know, the third program is really for caregivers and making sure that they're taking care of themselves, you know, caring for the caregiver, um, range of motion type of things for the caregiver, um, back safety, you know, so, um, moving uh, folks so they, they don't injure themselves. Um, it's really designed you know, to give folks, uh, you know, all of these different areas because we recognize, you know, that there are physical needs but also emotional needs and then the needs of the person who is caring for that individual. So they're really designed to be all-inclusive uh, to, um, you know, uh, help families with whatever they might be facing. Right. I'm going to ask Colleen now. You told us um, what influenced you to take, some, at least one of the courses, or two, some of the courses you took, that's your contact with Alzheimer's. And you've also told us that at least your husband thinks that you're a natural um, caregiver. So I'm going to ask you this. How do you see your career shaping up following all of this? What are your career ambitions for yourself? Well, since I've gotten started with this, I have decided to get my certified nursing assistant um, certificate. I start classes um, on Monday of next week. So that's a start, but I've had in facilities where one of my clients uh, is located, um, a nurse there said, you shouldn't stop there. So I, I think this is just the beginning. Um, I've also been offered opportunities with HomeWatch to train other caregivers, and um, with the memory care, I'm very much enjoying that. So it's, possibilities are unlimited right now. Right, right. It sounds to me, Colleen, as though you would encourage others to go through the same path that you've been through 
and that is um, to figure out that this is a career for you. Um, this fits in with how you are as a person and that you pick your courses based on your interest and experience. Is that right? Uh, totally. I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and I was brought to home watch for a reason. <laughs> You're right. Very good. Very good. Leanne, now I want to ask you this. Um, do you actually have any family caregivers who take the university's courses um, and in any case, whatever the answer is, how much emphasis do the courses actually give to family caregiving as a topic? Um, yes, we do have family caregivers that take courses on the university. Uh, certainly, we kind of um, run a program called the National Family Caregiver of the Year. We like to recognize uh, that there are several individuals that you know, we know are caring for family members, and we want to reward and recognize them. And part of what we do with that program is for all of our regional winners and then, of course, for our national winner, um, there is um, a financial uh, prize. But, you know, we also feel very importantly that we allow them the opportunity to go on to our university and take um, all of the courses that they desire. Uh, we also have several franchise owners who um, are caring for families themselves, you know, their own family, and we have brought in, you know, their nieces and nephews to on to the university uh, to take courses as well. So specifically, um, I can tell you in Kansas City, uh, we have an owner who has um, offered courses to their own family who is caring for a loved one. So um, it's great. And then, yes, the university is designed, we've actually created a kind of a family caregiver syllabus. Um, there are several courses, you know, uh, one I mentioned earlier, things like the family team, you know, how do you as a, a family come together when you are dealing with uh, caring for a loved one and, and how, what roles does everybody play and how can you come together on a plan? Um, you know, certainly what to do when, you know, regular care breaks down or if, um, you know, some a family member is not available or they're facing a life challenge on their own, how can um, a backup plan be put into place? You know, caring for yourself, how do you recognize stress and burnout uh, to make sure that, you know, you take a break when needed so you can resume your role when you're ready? And then, you know, how do you um, really handle, uh, you know, the challenges with aging? You know, there is, um, you know, complaining and spirituality and, and managing um, uh, the bereavement process or, or uh, things like that. So uh, there is specifically something that we've designed, but there are a whole number of other courses that are designed for folks who are in a family caregiving situation. Right. Pauline, um, in your work as it is now or as it's going to be, how much actual involvement do you have with family caregivers? That's the first part of the question. How involved are you with family caregivers? The immediate people that I take care of, I don't have a whole lot of involvement. Um, some of them are dealing with taking care of family out of state. They don't actually live here in Colorado, so that makes it a little more difficult. I do have a little bit of involvement when they're in town, but in general, um, I do have a family member of my own who is dealing with some surgery issues that I've been helping with caregiving with my own within my own family. Yeah. 
Um, still with Colleen. Um, from that experience, that is dealing, let's call them with distant family caregivers, that is people who aren't around most of the time but are nevertheless concerned in family caregiving. Uh, that's one group. Um, what kind of what types of training do you think those, those types of family caregivers need more of? I think a lot of what I have seen from the university, I think there's a lot of classes that just understanding what the patient is going through, if you can put yourself in, it's, there are stresses and everything that goes on, but I think some of the classes on the university have been if you can get a caregiver who's away to understand some of what the care, the caregiver who is actually in in the situation is doing. Yeah, that's a communication problem, isn't it? It's a, yes. Yeah. Now, we are running a little bit out of time, and I'm going to follow up on some of these things in the next, uh, in the next segment, but I would just like to ask Leanne now, um, for these training courses that you run for professional caregivers, what do you see as the guiding principles to help these professionals work with family caregivers? And you've only got a minute and a half. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, you know, I think one of the, the, the things is, is that, you know, certainly recognizing that there are a lot of folks, you know, the family caregivers that don't know what to do. So when they interact with professional caregivers, such as of Colleen, you know, there is a lot of information that can be um, obtained. You know, how to help that family member, you know, become sort of a trained observer, you know, what to look for, um, to, to understand that uh, our caregivers can offer them knowledge and skills on how to do things because we've had that experience. Uh, but also, more, most importantly, too, that, um, you know, our caregivers recognize that the families are going through uh, a variety of different situations and different stress and how can we best help them and give them, uh, you know, information so that they can make good informed decisions or what path they need to take you know, we can really, um, for our caregivers, it's important that they, you know, uh, provide that guidance back right. to that family caregiver. Okay. Now, we will go, come back to that in the next segment, but it is time for us to pay the rent, take the short break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. We all share similar desires. To be loved, to be happy, and to feel well. Your Inner Journey is here to support you, inspire you, and expand your knowledge of you. Tune in for new insights, meet our guests, get the inspiration you need to create the life you really want. Your Inner Journey with Penny Calcina is about her inner journey and your inner journey and the things that connect us all. Tune in every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for Your Inner Journey on 7th Wave Network. <laughs> 
would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. Our topic is Homewatch Caregivers University and Family family caregiving. Um, You know, I've said this before, but family caregivers often say they lack training for the family caregiving situation into which life took them. So I'd like now to discuss how we can provide more timely and appropriate training for family caregivers who are just starting down the road of family caregiving. And there are a lot of people um, who've had that experience, and there'll be more and more in the future. So let's start with Leanne first. Um, What do you see as the most important challenges for family caregivers that you believe can and should be addressed through more and better training? Well, I think one of the most important things is is making sure that for family caregivers they can, um, you know, sort of create and honor boundaries, you know, that, that sort of don't break their natural relationships, you know, whether it's spouses caring for one another or children caring for, the, for their parents. You know, how can you in these particular situations, you know, maintain the dignity of both parties and then help build the confidence of that family caregiver? How can you provide them with the skills or the training that they need to feel comfortable uh, caring for their, their family member, that they can do it, they're on the right path. Um, they're not expected to know everything. There's other individuals who can provide insight and, and assistance. Um, but, you know, it's really important, you know, we want to continue to honor the relationship, you know, with the family um, and in the best possible way, but, you know, continue to provide them with the necessary skills to deliver care safely so somebody doesn't injure themselves, but also um, make sure they're taking care of the individual from an emotional standpoint. You know, what are their fears or concerns or, you know, what's going on with their particular loved one and how to handle those situations. Right. Colleen, I think I'm going to be asking you now about your own family experience with family caregiving, and it's really the same question I've just asked Leanne. What 
What were or are the most important challenges for family caregivers in your experience? And the, the ones, the challenges that can be and should be addressed through more and better training. Colleen? Well, I think communication is one of the first things. When you are thrown into a situation like this where you're just starting, you have a lot of people that want to help and knowing where to get started and, and how each person can help yeah. is, is a beginning. Please carry on. Um, in my own situation, because of the stresses that it caused, you do get people snapping at each other. And I think if we all were a little better trained, it, it helps to alleviate making a plan and um, not being offended if somebody doesn't want you to come on such and such a day or... <laughs> But, um... Yeah. Let me just ask you this. Do you, do you feel that, um, from your family's experience, that for all of you, um, what was happening was a series of things that you really didn't predict or expect? Is that a, is that a fair way of describing it, or would you describe it in a different way? No, that's a very good way to describe it. Yeah, and, and you're, what, what you're saying, I think, is that training fits in there at some point by preparing for people for what's coming. Is that right? Uh, exactly. Okay, great. Now, Leanne, that takes me to your question, which is what do you think are the most effective ways of delivering training for family caregivers? Um, you know, the questions of uh, the part that online training, because I think you're electronic, how, how important is that, and how much more important is it going to be in the future? So, in other words, effective ways of delivering training for family caregivers who are in the situation that Colleen has just identified. Well, you know, I, I think it is a, an ongoing challenge. You know, um, I, I think we're all exploring effective ways to, to deliver more training, uh, more information out to people, and very relevant, you know, um, you know, what Colleen was describing, you know, as a family, I think a lot of that results uh, from, you know, a lack of confidence, um, you know, people feeling like, you know, their loved ones have been discharged from the hospital, they go home. Um, because of the stress of the situation, they might not remember uh, the, the directions they were given or they were shown one time how to do an injection or change a bandage, you know, with wound care and so forth. And so I think... Um, you know, the more uh, we can, you know, like for our organization, we feel like it is an important part of our mission is to continue to push out education and as much as possible open that up. Certainly, you know, um, I love social media programs like yourselves that really expose and provide support to family caregivers and can guide them and direct them and, and point them to places where they can get additional information. Uh, so they can build those communication channels. But, you know, I think um, some people do respond well to online training, but other individuals need, you know, the face-to-face -face or they need to physically be able to demonstrate the skill or they want to practice the skill. So I think online is part of it, but it can't be the only part, but we certainly feel like it's a critical part. Perfectly fair. Colleen, now I'm going to ask you this. What, do you do foresee doing 
um, training for family caregivers in the home of the person or the place of the person to whom they're providing care. In other words, kind of on-the-job training. Do you see that as a, as a way that's useful? Yes, I think along with the classes, it's kind of a bridge that if you send somebody in to somebody's home and teach them, like she said, how to transfer them or meal prep or things that you can do ahead of time to make it easier on everybody, there are lots of different things we can all, I think bridging it is a good idea. Yeah. yeah, Dr. Gordon, certainly with the university, um, those we can download courses and, you know, that information can be shared with family members. And then, you know, if there is a particular thing that you're looking like, you know, how do you assist the client in and out of the bathroom, um, you can actually take that training uh, to the home, you know, and review the information, but then also be able to demonstrate that type of uh, competency in, you know, the actual place where care is being delivered. And I suppose it also deals with the question that some of us uh, think we understand at the time and we listen, but when we get back to actually doing things, we've either forgotten or perhaps we didn't understand it all that well, and to have somebody around to be able to show us in a real situation would be helpful. Now, how often that can happen and how practical it is is another matter, but I think you're emphasizing a very important point there. Now, I'm going to ask you both the same question, which arises out of, um, again, what listeners to the show have actually said to me, um, and also some guests. Um, People have said that the family, care, family caregivers get the most helpful advice from professional caregivers who themselves have experience as family caregivers. What do you think? Leanne first. Oh, well, absolutely. I think that makes sense. You know, certainly, um, you know, one of the great things about Colleen, you know, and all of our caregivers is that, you know, sometimes they forget that they possess skills and knowledge that other individuals do not, you know, the family caregiver who's maybe never had that experience before, and this is the first time they're caring for a loved one or a family member. And, you know, our caregivers can really train them, you know, on or help educate the family on how to, you know, deliver the care, things to watch for, um, you know, uh, you know, that they possess specialized skills. They, they've done this. They, they've delivered the service. They've, um, um, uh, you know, helped um, other families. So they can pass on that knowledge and information. You know, Colleen has a wealth of knowledge and information that she can pass on to family members because she's cared for a lot of clients. She's seen a lot of things. And um, how can we continue to expose that information and bring it to folks who maybe are not, um, used to being in that type of situation. Yeah. Colleen, do you, when you're with a client, um, do you ever say to them uh, that you've had personal experience with family caregiving and therefore you've sympathy with or understanding of what it is they go through? Do you ever actually specifically say that? Not directly to the client, more to the client's family. Um, I had a daughter of a client who watched me help her mother take a drink of water and with a straw, and I put the straw through my fingers 
um, into the glass so that when her mom was drinking it, I could tell because I could feel the liquid moving in the straw. And afterwards, she asked me about the straw, and I said, well, she said, how did you know to do that? I said, I I don't know. (laughs) I just, she said, well, maybe that's because you had children. And I said, well, it's just something that I learned and pass on to other people. I've been in a uh, caregiving facility where the client's legs were falling through the bottom of the leg rest. So I watched another caregiver put a pillow case to hold the legs together and it keeps the client's legs from falling through. Yeah. So it's just I, I'm looking for places to learn and pass on information wherever I go. Yeah. This is building, integrating what you see and what you experience with your own personal life and family experience of family caregiving. And I, I just quickly say that there's a very persuasive case that says that's important. Um, you know, some professionals, some doctors perhaps are discouraged from uh, allowing their own life experience um, to influence them too much. But on the other hand, um, to be able to say to somebody, as I think you do, Colleen, if I may put it this way, I've been there and I've done that, um, creates a kind of um, optimism, uh, a kind of sense of understanding, and a kind of sense of, yes, this, this person... Uh, is act, actually knows what I'm going through. Now, we're going to talk more about the, the future in a moment, um, but it is time again for us to take the break. And uh, this is Dr. Gordon Natalie, and my guests are Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay tuned. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. The incidence of autism has increased at an alarming rate. Approximately 1 in 150 children are affected by autism, giving autism the undesired ranking as the most prevalent childhood developmental disorder in the U.S. 67 children will be diagnosed today. That is nearly one child every 20 minutes. Autism One, a conversation of hope, brought to you by Enzymedica, hosted by Terry Aranga, illuminates how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. 
autism is treatable and given appropriate therapies, children are recovering. With well-known researchers and doctors, members of Congress, and expert service providers from a wide range of disciplines, Terry offers interviews and insights highlighting the progress in areas related to autism spectrum disorders such as biomedical research and treatment, communication, education, and behavioral modalities, sociological and philosophical issues, and legislative advocacy and insurance concerns. Autism One, a conversation of hope, broadcasts each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Autism One, a conversation of hope. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. I need somebody, help, not just anybody, help, you know I need someone, help. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Leanne Reynolds and Colleen Krebs. Our topic is Homewatch Caregivers University and Family Caregiving. Uh, Here's an obvious statement, but family caregiving is more and more important, not just for families, but also for the healthcare systems and society as a whole in North America and beyond. So I want now us to talk about what needs to be done to enhance training provided to family caregivers by professional caregivers and by training facilities such as Homewatch Caregivers University. And Colleen, I'm going to ask you first, what's the advice that you would give to family caregivers about the training you think they need or about the training they think they need in the types of care situations you've either experienced or you're, you're familiar with? What's the advice you give to family caregivers, in other words? Colleen? Uh, Advice I would give is about communication and starting getting some help. There are several, as Leanne has said, there are several places where you can get information. Um, A lot of times when a client is discharged from the hospital, they give them a start of places they can go but I think starting with professionals and having a, a caregiver come into the home for a short time to help make the family feel more comfortable in what they're doing and maybe help alleviate some of that stress. If you learn in the beginning how to do things where you're comfortable as far as the transferring or learning things to make the agitation from Alzheimer's less. There's books. There's a wealth of information. I would just say start using any and all the tools that are provided to you. Right. And that takes you back to what you were saying before. That is to say um, using these visits um, as an opportunity to provide some uh, on-the-spot training um, fits into what you've just been saying, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm still 
Colleen, I'm still wanting to ask you more about this. Um, different question, but it's the same, same theme. How does training for family caregivers influence the relationship between professional caregivers and the family caregiver? I think it helps with the communication. I, I, if the family understands more of what they're going to be asked to do and feels more comfortable in how they're doing it. Um, Is that a matter of building confidence, do you think? Yes. And so would you say that, I'm kind of leading you on this, but <laughs> does it, did you would you say that training for family caregivers in building confidence is going to help them get the most out of, so to speak, the professional caregivers? Is that, would you agree with that? Yes. And as far as the university classes, they were an hour, most of them were an hour long. It was very easy to do that you could fit in. Being online was a nice thing that you could do it. If I couldn't sleep, I could get up and take a class in the middle of the night. <laughs> I was going to say, my university days, that would have been considered taking a, an unfair advantage. <laughs> but we'll let you, <laughs> let you go. Now, very, very important, very important, these things. Leanne, I'm going to turn to you now. What about funding for training for family caregivers? Where does it come from right now? And if more is needed, where should it come from? Well, you know, there is grant money that's available. You know, the uh, um, federal government has set aside some um, uh, funding, you know, through the Older uh, Americans Act here in the United States, you know, kind of to support family caregivers. Um, I also know there is some specific, you know, disease-specific uh, funding, you know, for additional education, you know, that you can often access through various disease organizations, you know, such as the Alzheimer's Associations or Parkinson's or arthritis. You know, there is additional training and information. And I think as Colleen indicated, when you have a loved one that's discharged from the hospital, there is information that is provided. There is also certainly a wealth of information that's available, you know, with um, social media and the Internet for people to be able to go look and find it. So, uh, you know, I would, of course, like to see that there is more money, uh, you know, fend uh, more is needed. Uh, you know, certainly one of our, our, hopefully our strategic plans with our university platform is to make it more accessible to the family caregivers and offer it out to the community at large. Um, we believe so strongly in training and education that it can build the confidence, it can um, help uh, prevent folks from injuring themselves and most importantly taking care of themselves. So. Uh, I think we're positioned well to do that, and it's certainly something that we believe uh, in strongly here at HomeWatch Caregivers to take out education to the community at large, even if these individuals are not receiving you know, care through our services. But um, we, we certainly need to do more. Follow-on question for you, Leanne. Supposing we don't provide sufficient appropriate training for family caregivers, what do you see the risks of that? Well, you know, I think you're going to continue to see some of the stuff that you've seen. You know, if we talk about, you know, classes on how to uh, really help an individual position a, a client appropriately or bathe them, 
um, you know, treating them with dignity and respect, you certainly always have the potential for injury to the family caregiver themselves. So they're going to suffer health problems or issues as a result of caring for an individual. Uh, you're going to continue to see um, additional stress um, with the family, you know, when people don't have confidence in, in delivering um, good care or they don't uh, uh, know um, they may be at odds with other members of the family. You know, certainly I saw that a lot in, in Portland where I had, you know, sons and daughters not agreeing on the level of care that their mother needed or what kind of care was needed and how that care was delivered. I think you'll continue to see you know, additional stress on families, and this is just going to uh, grow more over um, the next caregivers, you know. It's injury to the family caregiver, physical, emotional, and, you know, potentially spiritual as well. You know, maybe broken relationships, which is the most unfortunate thing to see happen when these types of things um, arise. What about the healthcare system itself? Would it, are there any risks for it if, family caregivers aren't supported in the ways that you've both been talking about? Oh, certainly. I think it's increased cost to the health care system. Um, I think that, you know, we certainly um, do not oftentimes take sort of the preventative or proactive approach, you know, if, if we can bring the appropriate individual in the home, making sure that um, patients are in compliance with um, their medication or, you know, doing the things that they need to do. Uh, when they're discharged from the hospital, for example, you know, it's certainly increased costs to the healthcare system if that, that patient is readmitted. Um, there's increased costs with the physical uh, problems uh, that result from a caregiver providing care and, you know, not recognizing the signs of burnout and stress and how to handle a particular situation. Um, you can, the healthcare system is going to have an increased burden um, on caring for somebody who was caring for someone else. Um, so I think there's a lot of risk. I think as a healthcare system, we need to look at our, we call them our clients, you know, holistically and what's going on with them as individuals instead of always just focusing on the specific disease or condition or treatment they are receiving. Right. Colleen, I'm going to ask you this question. It's about your career. Um, you've started on a very interesting career. You're going after becoming a certified nursing assistant. I think that's the term. Um, do you see the, the career opportunities? Are there the jobs out there? Are there the careers that should will and should attract more and more people like you who've got this sense of what caregiving is about? What do you think? Is there a career there? Are the jobs opening up? Oh, yes. Um because of everybody aging and the baby boomers and there will always be a need for caregivers of some sort. And what the memory care system that they've, that HomeWatch has started, um, if you start early and bring somebody in um to help with the memory issues early on, you can prolong some of the uh, effects of Alzheimer's. So I, I, I think the sooner we start education for everybody, the better we are. Would you go so far as to say that with the kind of things that you've been learning, 
that people um, with Alzheimer's might be able to stay home longer before some of them have to go into, uh, it's an awful word, but institutional care or long-term care of that kind. Do you see that improving, in other words, the life of people with Alzheimer's and also their families? What do you think? I totally agree. I think um, it can prolong it enough with just having somebody a short amount of time and and training the family of things that they can do, simple things that make make things... um, More manageable? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, we are unfortunately out of time um this has been a very interesting and important episode and first of all i want to say thank you to our listeners and to ask them to email us with comments and questions which i'd be very pleased to pass on to leanne and colleen but i also want to say a particular thank thank you to both of you Um, for sharing with us your experience, your personal experience, as well as your professional experience, your insights and your advice. Um, And I want to wish you, both of you, in everything you're doing, um, every success. And I'm doing that not only because of my respect for you both, but also because the healthcare systems of of the various countries, and I think this is true of Europe as well as North America and elsewhere, depends absolutely on this linkage between family caregiving and the burden it bears and the professional caregivers who, Colleen, like you, have a sense of what caregiving is about and have the professional skills to be able to do it in a confident way that inspires confidence in the part of first of all, the person who's receiving the care, but also the family caregivers. So for all those reasons, to both of you, every success. Thank you. Thank you very much, Doctor. Good. Now, in our next episode, we're going to talk about advances in technology for helping family caregivers. Please join us, same time, same spot on the internet. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being right.